walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements. Technological advances and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Week 72, 6 hours 15 minutes to Doomsday. So, Babs, did you miss me? Not really, I thought you had gone to the bathroom. Oh, it's a little hurtful. Anyway, I found this dimension where, like, everything's underground. Cities, everything. It's, it's all underground and completely buried. And it's all, like, a big ant's nest. It's awesome. So, anyway, I went looking for uh, the video records. Like, it was just this huge underground mine full of tapes and discs and everything. It was awesome. I was in there for weeks. You really didn't miss me. I have explained to you before. Time behaves very differently in this pocket dimension. To me you were barely gone long enough to empty your bladder and wash your hands, which I am surmising you didn't do regardless of where you were. Anyway, I brought back some stuff, it was kinda cool. You wanna chuck one of these on? Outland, 1981. In the distant future, a police marshal stationed at a remote mining colony on the Jupiter moon of Iol discovers a drug smuggling conspiracy and gets no help from the populace when he later finds himself marked for murder. In a mining town, on the second moon of Jupiter, something deadly is happening. Pretty soon we'll see that this is just like every other mining town. I work these people hard, and I, uh, I let them play hard. There's never much trouble. We're all professionals. I'm sure we are. We've only been here two weeks. It'll get better, I promise. I got nothing more on that incident in the mine yesterday. It looks like some guy just went wacko. It happens here. How often? I don't know. It just happens here. Why? I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't tell you why. Some people just can't take it here after a while. What's that guy think he's doing? No way it could have been homicide. It had to have been a suicide. 28 in the last six months. Did you do autopsy? No. Then how do you know it was a suicide? There's no other explanation. When a person exposes himself to zero pressure atmosphere, there isn't a whole lot left to inspect. Something's there, isn't it? Maybe. I want you to know what you're meddling with. How do you leave? 
to what I was just talking about. This is, of course, 1981's Outland. Runtime of 1 hour and 49 minutes. Directed by Peter Hyams. Best known for 1994's Time Cop, 1999's End of Days, and the John Ritter vehicle Stay Tuned in 1992. Starring Sean Connery as O'Neill. The list of Connery roles is endless, and of course, he was the single greatest James Bond ever. Peter Boyle as Shepard, best known for Young Frankenstein, Johnny Dangerously, and of course, being Raymond's dad and everybody loves Raymond. And Stephen Burkoff as Sagan, best known for being the only actor I know that could be incredibly British and still look like a Nazi war criminal. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their midst. Impressions count. 
So the music by Jerry Goldsmith is like massive. Uh, and the really important computer facts about IO make it extra fun. So do the Toho miniatures. Now, I reckon mining has to be the only job where you can be deep underground anywhere in the galaxy. They all And, you know, they've got lights everywhere, there's neons, there's everything, but it's still as dark as all get out. I, I've never understood that. Even the mines when I was off planet were just crazy. Now, Connery looks like he's a good family man. He's, you know, he's, he's got a wife, he's got a, a box that they all live in. It's not really a house, it's a box. And, of course, the son. And, you know, it's great, uh, but his wife fucking hates his <laughs> Yeah, she hates the job, like every good copper's wife hates the job. And I don't think she's a really big fan of him because I think he's the one that takes all these uh, assignments without actually telling her. And really, you know, hey, guess what, honey? We're all going to our mining corner. Um, probably isn't the first thing every wife wants to hear. And she probably doesn't want to hear my bad cottery either. What you do is you take a scuba snorkel and you put your cock in the wee bendy mouth part. Then you sneak the other end right up your back address, okay? Then you just grab the middle of that snorkel and you're fucking your own ass and pulling it off your crank at the shelf same time until you're spending your own jacksy. That's a rusty venture. Having said that, of course, making comments like, you sure are good, really isn't the greatest compliment you could give your wife. Now then we get, of course, to, to the man in charge, the GM, and he is, as Connery puts it, an arsehole. Uh, clearly, you know, company man, all about the corporate, all about the dollars, and straight away, he is the villain. Easy to tell. Although, flow from accounting seems extra friendly. Want a date? Going out? Looking for some action? Need some company? I'm just going to say, being a space cop is a shit job. Uh, you know, you're working out of a shoebox, you're working with people that are clearly on the take. You know, Connery should just come in and just go, can I just have a pile of cash? That would make his life a lot easier. Straight away, we work out that obviously, uh, being a mining site doesn't mean that HSC comes into it because the dude that dies in the elevator, that's a serious problem that someone can stroll into a, into an elevator that has decompression and just go, yep, no worries, no spacesuit, no problems, no life. Quiet, you. Well, they do have a lot of scrolling LED signs for obvious stuff like shuttle arriving, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, but nothing about safety. And... As we all know, everyone has a my wife left me story. My wife left me, both her legs exploded. Uh, just whatevs. You know, I think it was just there to make Connery feel better. And of course, and of course, Connery's wife does leave him and he is a victim of the last message trope where he has to listen to that last voice message over and over again just to make himself feel miserable or to remind himself that what a bitch his wife really is. Premature ejaculation is no laughing matter. I'm beginning to understand now why so many cops turn up to a one guy versus a hooker. It's right, Roxanne. 
Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. One of the things that first jumped out to me about this movie was that no kid likes having braces. Although it does make him talk like Sean Connery. No, sure. I am the one who started that craze back in P-Town with Tennessee Williams. It's brilliant. And of course, there's always a maintenance act. No matter what happens, no matter where you are, if you're in a spaceship, if you're in a space mine, if you're anywhere in space, there will be a maintenance hatch that is convenient and you can escape through it or secretly enter through it. I didn't actually think about that. Now, for the record, I have to say that scared hooker boobs are no fun. I mean, look, I'm a big fan, but they just look like they were, they were equally as stressed as she was. Nipple plumps! On the reverse, space strip bars are all about lasers and smoke. And this has to be one of the single busiest space strip bars I've ever, ever seen. And I think that it may be the only bar in the whole mining area, which is kind of crazy. Plenty of tatas and massive bushes. And um, if you're looking for good management, clean hookers and non-watered booze is probably top of the list. And my anal beats. On the reverse, space prison cells are zero-G hell. And... What I did learn is that you can pack a lot of raspberry jam inside a spacesuit. You can also pack a lot of red jelly inside a beef carcass and call it drugs. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. For the man in space that's an executive and needs to relax, apparently virtual golf is the way to go. I just want to say that virtual golf is as shit as regular golf. And that grown-ups have no sense of humour. Hockful! What I think is fantastic is that Connery is a tech as well as a marshal and knows that in order to put a tack on a fibre optic link, you just insert a rubber tube.
How would you like to try something a little different? Hi, I'm Michael J from Rabbit and Red Radio. Do you have any idea what we're dealing with out there? It's insane. It's crazy. There's border walls. There's aliens. It's all insane. It's completely nuts. I I don't even know what to do anymore. It's just full of utter garbage. Everything out there in the world, nothing is safe. No one is safe. It's all a bunch of ludicrous craziness, insanity, and assholes. Everyone is an asshole. And you. 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 Even you should be fucking. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. (laughs) Not gonna lie, this movie did generate a lot of questions. Primarily, how do you clean exploded human out of a spacesuit? Because that looked like it was just in every nook and cranny. And there were, there were just bits of gristle. Just the, yeah, well, you, you got to pay more for that. And wh- why are space drugs always bright colours? Is that so you can find them in the dark? Is it just to make them more fun? I love it so much. It just seems strange that they've got to be bright red or bright blue or bright yellow or bright green. Now, speaking of drugs and why they're, you know, special colours, why isn't the med lab manned 24-7? It was just like, oh, you know, if there's a hooker got hurt, there's like a bazillion people here. Cut your arm off, eh, maybe one guy will turn up. Or if you're really lucky, the doctor will be asleep in one of the rooms. Hello, nurse! Now, I've been to my share of strip bars, but what is the point of light-up tables and no other lighting? I mean, it's it's going to, like, uplight a whole lot of stuff. Maybe, you know, you need a, an uplight on your JJ. Obviously, I've been doing sex wrong. Maybe it's there to hide uh, Connery's space gumboots. I'm not sure. It seemed weird. And again, space gumboots, surely, you know, they've gone for the jumpsuits. Everyone's got a jumpsuit. In space, you should have space wood boots or space mining boots. I don't know. Fuck, even space cowboy boots. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Call me Maurice, I speak of the of love. Now, on the on the note of safety, who sticks their hand into boiling anything? You know, I mean, look, I like drugs as much as the next guy. I'm not sticking my hand into a pot of boiling mystery goo to get the drugs out. Sorry, just going to leave them there. Take the pot with you, rather than your hand there. Just food for thought there, Connery. Fuck off. Do you think that it's in the Space GM handbook to go from bribery straight to death threats? Because, seriously, that's what happens. He just says, do you want some cash? No. Oh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to die then. Sucks to be you. And, you know, this is a mine in space that is sealed, you know, for airtight and safety and everything else. How is it that during the gunfight they can shoot through the floors and ceilings? That, that just says HSC to me. That's just cheap work. Now, while we're talking about shooting... What is the point of putting a scope on a shotgun? Just think about that just, just for a ticket. And while you're doing that, how does a shotgun work in zero gravity? All right, so again, just, just take your time. Have a think about that. Stupid! You're so stupid! Now, this, this mining colony, colony's probably a good word because it's like a freaking ant farm, right? Everyone's packed in and, you know, there's tunnels and everything. Now, apparently, when the bad guys turn up, everyone's gone. Where are they hiding? Are they outside? No. They're apparently in the world's biggest strip bar. 
So two and a half thousand people packed into a strip bar. That has got to be just a sweaty, horrible, horrible one.
Your time is almost up, so give me your final thoughts. Thinking about that, the final section of this movie, uh, an ominous countdown is great. I think everyone loves a countdown, and the ominous countdown in this movie is, of course, ominous. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. And being a copper means that apparently no one wants to drink with you, even in a strip bar. I like to think that Connery probably ordered a Grinish. And while we're thinking about things that Connery likes, um, the Doctor seemed to like to watch Connery play with himself. Oh my. Space, of course, but apparently the Earth is beautiful. And I don't really understand that because you couldn't see it from where they were. It was just a dot in space, but apparently it's beautiful. And that makes everything okay. On the plus side, Connery will be home soon, despite his son's exceedingly wooden acting. And for those of you taking note at home, yes, Connery's son Paul is the shit kid in this movie. With all the huge countdowns and everything else, I think they missed an opportunity to just put warning, death squad approaching, because everyone seems to know that there are guys coming to kill Connery, which is why they're all hiding in the strip bar. Maybe there was a sign. Maybe someone put up a, you know, a, a post-it in the lunchroom or something, but clearly everyone learned very, very quickly. Connery decides that he is going outside for a spacewalk. I really have to stop doing that accent, but it's fun. Now, I don't know about you, but spacesuit fights, um, without the music, would just be like a weirdly lame. It'd be like watching teddy bears bounce at each other or something. It, I don't understand what was going on there. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the strip bar is super packed. I can only, only hope that some of those strippers got some great tips and that there were, I don't know, uh, group lap dancers maybe? Who knows? Push me and then just touch me till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Now, I think one of the things that, you know, the end of this movie really sort of hammers home is the fact that using a shotgun in space is dumb and kills all the plants. And I'm guessing that the plants are there to create oxygen, although it's never really discussed, just that they have an enormous greenhouse. Maybe they grow dope. I don't know. So it's all over. Connery makes his way back to the club after a near-death experience because really, after all that, after the fact that everyone's turned on you, you've basically, you know, been hunted down for doing your job, what everybody wants is a bit of flesh and a drink.
gotta say, Babs, after watching that, I just feel dirty all over again. And kind of want to go to a strip bar, but that's a whole different story. I'm gonna grab a shower. to Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Witch versus the Doomsday Clock. The replicant known as Witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.